Hello? Sorry, we can't come to the phone right now. It's girls' night. Hey, girlies. Welcome back. It's Adela. And it's Shawnee. And this is Girls' Night. We're the besties that give you the real deal on real situations. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Diana. She's a young mom. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. I want. (laughs) She's got, like, the cutest baby in the whole world. Yeah. He's just turning one this Saturday. Oh, my God. He's turning one. is a huge, big deal. That is a huge deal. That's so cool. Diana's here today to talk to us about her experience being a young mom and what her life has been like since, you know, having her baby and what traditions she'll pass down to her child, which, mm-hmm. you know, we're all Hispanic right now. So yeah, a- right now, maybe later, maybe later we won't be, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Hispanics just have so many weird traditions, which we've talked about in the yeah, past in this yeah. podcast. There was a lot on your side, I remember. Yeah, a lot of traditions and beliefs that we passed down, that were passed down to us. So, to see what we're going to pass down to our children. Yeah, she right. believes, like, all the myths. I do. <laughs> yeah, I remember really. listening to that, uh, that, that podcast episode. It was so funny. And you're just there, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm literally like, what? You're crazy. <laughs> so, how was everyone's week so far? Um, I had a pretty good week. Let's it's see. only what? It's when? Thursday. Tuesday. Oh, shit. You said yeah. Thursday. Tuesday. <laughs> It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. It's been so long so far already. Yeah. Monday was a dry, Monday was a drag, but it really it's only Tuesday. Dry. We still have the rest of the week, which is a long. Yeah. Well, this past weekend, Miguel's sister was in town. And we went to like a water park, an indoor water park, and at uh, the American Dream Mall. And what else did we do? We went out to eat a couple of times. We went bowling. We went to his family's house. It was a lot. It was a lot. And then Monday, I like had to take a day to recharge my social battery because I went out too much on one weekend. Uh, For me, this weekend was really good. Uh, It was a nice weekend. We spent it, well, me and Aunt, as in we, we spent it um, with each other. Like we went on like a little like date night and a date day and we spent it with our family like uh my mother-in-law and then my mom for a little bit and we saw the new doctor strange movie which is really good yeah it's like a horror movie kind of it's really good it's really good you guys should watch it oh well for me this past weekend i had a baby shower um i don't know if you guys know diana you? Mara Quinn. Not no. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she had a huge, beautiful baby show. It was really nice. She's having a girl, and I'm so excited. Aww. I haven't carried a newborn in a minute. I feel like when I carry her baby, I'm just going to cry. Aww. This was Levi, like, almost a year ago. You That's know what crazy. I mean? Yeah, we had a baby shower. That was on Sunday. And then on Saturday, I think we went out to the club. We went out Ooh. clubbing. And it was a great time. We made a whole TikTok too. I will show you. Oh, that's oh, so yeah, cute. Say. <laughs> yeah, I met some two new guys from John's side, and they were really cool. It was really fun. And we went out to the diner. It was such a great night. I was a little tipsy, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good weekend. Every oh, weekend, there's always something going on. Which no, is good. seriously, I, I feel like oh, you like it. Yeah, I love keeping the busy life. 
Well, here and there, I like, like, the relaxing, but, Mm -hmm. you know, keep it busy. Shawnee and I were just saying how we're too old for (laughs) for going out. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, like, the end of this month, it's, like, everybody's birthday, everybody's party. We're having a barbecue here at our house. This would be the first one in, like, two years since we moved here to this house. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, three weekends consistently of, like, partying, partying, partying. That's a lot. I'm, like, a grandma. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are just two women providing personal opinions and experiences to help others. If you or someone you know is in need of urgent care, please contact official professionals. Suicide hotline and abuse hotline have been provided for you in the episode description. So, since we have Diana here, let's talk about what it was like for you being a young mom, or what it's like for you. Oh, there's so much, but I am an open book. You guys could ask me anything. I have a whole notepad with me (laughs) (laughs) to talk about everything, but I am an open book. You guys could ask anything. What was your pregnancy like? I found out I was pregnant five months in. Oh. My belly wasn't even big. It was like, it just looked like bloated, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, for the fifth month about it, it was like before it, I had COVID and my family did. So all that symptoms and throwing up and all that sickness, I thought it was a it COVID. Sense, yeah. But it was all the pregnancy symptoms. And but yeah, I wasn't showing until five months. And then mm-hmm. when I found out, I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, it was a crazy ride when I first found out. So you know how people say when you have a boy... Mm-hmm. boys give you like more youth or they make you feel like prettier oh, yeah. I feel like, was that true yeah i feel like he gave me much more energy uh, my cravings were mostly saltiness mm-hmm. i was not a sweet tooth during my whole pregnancy i would eat so much cucumber with ice Ooh. and salt on it it was a weird craving but i loved it i was always munching on that i would always drink a lot of water too I was very thirsty the whole time, a lot of walking, but I did have longer hair. My natural lashes would grow longer. Mm-hmm. My nails, uh, my skin was very clear, way much cleaner than I have it now. Um, yeah, I feel like having a boy gave me much more of a glow than obviously if I were to have a girl. Yeah, they always say and girls like drain you, like they, they take do. the beauty out they of you. They take all the beauty out of you too. But honestly, I am glad. And I thank God I had a boy because I wanted a boy since day one. Aww. I grew up with all my brothers, and I never, I never thought how it would have been like being having with a sister or yeah. how to deal with a sister or having a girl. But I had a boy, and I was so grateful because Jeter, my man's, he wanted a girl so bad. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I want a boy so bad. I hopefully in the gender reveal it's a boy and. When that confetti came out blue, I was so happy. I was Aww. so yes, I wanted to cry. It was so it was really good. I was very happy I had a boy. What was it like when you found out though? Like after you found out it wasn't COVID and you were pregnant? Oh yeah, it was shocking. It was shocking for my mom, Jeter. It was very it was an emotional ride. Um, it was crazy, but we took it in. We were very grateful and we took action right away because I was already five months in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea of abortion or any like that would be very harmful for me and the baby. And, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep it. We got this and we both took action and we kept it. From that point on, I took my care in, the prenatal visits, went to the hospital and my mom took it very uh, crazy in the beginning, but right away she, she was happy because 
I'm guessing she wanted a nieto or nieta mm-hmm. soon, but like she took it very well and she was right away telling me, okay, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. You know how Hispanic mothers are? Yeah. yeah. She said, tienes que cuidar, tienes que hacer esto, esto, you have to eat this, you have to walk, you have to do, and she, my mom has uh, seven of us, mm-hmm. uh-huh. eight, eight, eight in total, so seven boys and one girl. And so she has very much of experience and she knows what she's doing. So she took care of me very well because I was living under her roof. I was uh, living with her and she would take care of me very well. And I could say my whole pregnancy was very well. I was very healthy. Uh, The gestational um, diabetes test, I came Mm. out very good. I didn't have no complications. And moving forward to my labor, everything mm-hmm. came out perfect too. I didn't Good. use an epidural. Oh wow! I think I told You're you strong. This. Yeah, I, I didn't use an epidural. And I was telling, I was telling Jeter, and I was telling my mom, if there's a point I can't with this pain, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. But, uh, luckily, I did it. And but birth, those contractions, bitch! Oh my god. <laughs> They're horrible. They're just like wow. It's just crazy. Us women what we go through yeah definitely it's just so much and i don't know how do people do when they have twins or triplets i cannot it's usually a c-section yeah Mm. and i thank god too i didn't get no c-section because that's that's a little bit more painful than the natural way that's what i hear that's what i've heard too yeah Yeah, and yeah the birth was very well i think i don't remember i think i did uh two pushes and one contraction oh yeah wow I remember How the, long was that? Like three hours? The labor? Yeah. yeah. And it was a little bit more like four or five hours or six. That's really short. Yeah, it was short because I listened to every mother. Obviously, there's going to be people like, oh, just watch until the baby comes. It's, I try to avoid all the negativity, but I took in all the advices of how to deal with my pregnancies mm-hmm. out of all the mothers. And they told me, okay, you have to walk a lot. You have to do this. You have to do that. And I took it all in. I did a lot of walking and my Kegel exercises. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of squatting. I would put my legs up out like a, as a butterfly, like how I am right now. Mm-hmm. And that helped open up my pelvic a lot which made the labor so much easier and the baby just slipped out. Wow. And you know how babies come out like white or like creamy? The yeah. baby came out fresh. And he didn't come it's because the nurses told me he was very, very hydrated. My whole pregnancy mm-hmm. was full of fluids. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which was really good. And they were like, Yeah, it was easy for him to come out. So I was so happy when he came out. He wasn't, and right away he was crying. As soon as he came out, I started crying, obviously. It was a bittersweet moment because it was very, very painful. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he came out and I saw his face, he started crying. I was bawling. I was crying like a baby. It was like all that pain Mm -hmm. that I went through, it was gone. I mean, obviously, I remember and everything, but it's it's a bittersweet moment once you see the baby, once you see your own child, yeah. your own offspring, your own creation. Just, you're just like, wow, I actually made him. I created a mini penis. Like, it's just Aww. like, so cute. I mean, little ears and eyes and everything is just so cute, you know. Um, motherhood so far has been amazing. You know, he's been such a good baby, too. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, like, as hard as other babies, constantly crying. I mean, he got sick here and there, which is normal. Kids um, grab those bacteria and they in and out of their bodies, which is normal. It's part of, like, developing. Mm-hmm. But he's been such a good baby so far. And I'm just so grateful for him. And I hope 
if later on I'm planning to have more kids, all the kids are like that too. Really easy to bear with because ugh. some kids are just like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How old were you when you had them? I was 21. Were you always like hoping to have children young or? Uh, around my 20s, yeah. You were always planning to have your babies also in the hospital? Like never try to do like, what is it called um, when you home do it birth? at home? Yeah, home birth? Oh no, I was scared. I feel like I needed the nurses around. I mean, obviously they would be there at your home, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I never really, I thought of that and I've seen videos of YouTube of mothers doing that and giving birth and like the, the whole doula. But I was like, no, let me just do it at, at the hospital. I mean, like, I feel like I have my whole birth plan out already, mm-hmm. and everything went smooth, and it was just, it was a crazy moment. I don't want to go back to it ever again. But if at some point I'm planning to have more, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot, yeah. What's been the hardest thing about being a mom? Uh, right now is have, uh, I guess, having time for yourself. It's been very busy and hectic, but because of work, I'm a full-time worker, mm-hmm. and I'm in and out of the office, but um, having time for the baby, taking him out, and then my man's, he works overnight, because my aunt was taking care of him, but she got overloaded with some other kids, so I was like, you know what, it's okay, uh, we'll, we'll find this out, and uh, we're taking care of him, so we're taking turns but yeah, the hardest part will be just probably just having time for yourself and just going out for yourself. But I do. I try to stay consistent. And I tell Jeter, I'm like, okay, I'm going out to the gym, mm-hmm. which is my time. I love going to the gym now. And it's it's my only me time that I have. And obviously, when the baby goes to sleep for an hour or two, I'm like, okay, let me relax. Watch some yeah. Netflix or something. But I feel like an hour, two, or three for myself is enough because... I am very attached to Levi, and I mm-hmm. want him in my arms. I love him. And as a mother, you already carry that in you, and you just want to be around him. Aww. I just love him. I love him. So I can't be away from him too much. <laughs> What's the most surprising thing you learned about yourself now that you're a mom? Um, there's a lot, honestly. You, As you birth a new person you birth yourself new because mm-hmm. your body's not the same. Your mentality, your emotional state, mental, everything is new. Like the same Diana that was before I was um, pregnant is not the same one as I am right now. Wow, I've never heard it said like that. Like when you birth a baby, you birth a new you. And I feel like it's, that's so true. Oh, mm-hmm. It's so different. And I could say that I've, I've embraced and I became a better person than I was before. I felt like I love myself more. Um, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about the human body as a woman in and out. Um, and I just learned how to like love another person so unconditionally, especially a person you give birth to your own self. And it's a lot and it's it's beautiful. But I know some mother is different. It's something other than loving yourself. Some some mothers I know go through a lot and it's it, pregnancies are very different for everybody in postpartum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's been lovable. I love it. What would you say, like, your parents and parenting style is as a Hispanic woman? Because, you know, there's, like, a very specific way that Hispanic people raise their children. Do you feel like you're raising him the same way that your mom raised you? 
Um, definitely not in so many ways <laughs> because my mom is very, very strict at, at a point also, but like she's very chill. But um, on Jeter's side, it might be different. But on my side, um, my mom is very strict on like certain rules and this and that. And she's very religious. Uh, we all grew up very Catholic and very religious in the church. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, the idea of like having kids has to be after marriage you Mm. know and for me I was like okay I'll go for that but you know if it happens it happens you know Um, I'm not a very religious person I just don't believe in certain doctrines the church has but if God loves everybody equally there's always hope and love Um, it's just the more values that we have to keep and right you know Mm -hmm. the good and bad but other than that, I think in raising Levi, he has a free of choice. But as long as he knows there's a God and, you know, there's Jesus, there's hope and there's love, you'll be fine. Uh, but, um, like, obviously, he's not an atheist or something like that, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, I'm not going to go crazy on him on religion-wise. But obviously, in moral values to know what is right and wrong. Uh, when to do this, when when is a good time to do anything and everything, you know what I mean? Definitely, for when me and Aunt have kids in the future, um, <laughs> we've talked about, like, passing down to our kids, um, not really a religious stance, we want to give them, like, freedom to participate in religion if they'd like, if they don't, that's perfectly fine, mm-hmm. um, and we've also wanted them to also, you know, know right from wrong. Like, learn right from wrong. Know that, for example, if there is a group of students um, in their class that's bullying another child uh, or a disabled child, knowing that they should be the ones to stand up for that child because that child may not have a voice, may not have the courage to stand up for themselves, may not have the courage to go talk to a teacher or an adult about what's happening, and for our children to know, like, hey, let's go step in. Let's not just be bystanders and stand around and not do anything. Let's actually help this other kid. And I just want my kids to be those people. I want them to be known as those kids. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, this is kind of what I always think. Like when you have a child, you're raising a human being and you're not raising yourself. Like you're not raising, you don't want your child to be you. You're not, that's not the point of having a child. It's in order to, you give this child as much as you can, as much love and compassion and understanding of the world. And then at some point they get to choose who they're going to be. And you have to be okay with that. You just know that you you taught them the best that you could, the best morals, and then they become their own person, and you have to be okay with that. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of Hispanic families, they want they want you to be a specific way, and if you differ from that, you're bad, or you're not good enough, or you didn't try hard enough, or yo no te, yo no te enseñé esto, or I didn't raise you like this, you know? Right, I agree so much with Adela because the same situation happened with me. I am the only girl, and it's a certain way that my mom wants me to be. And I love her to death and everything, and she's done so much with me and my family and the baby. But obviously, ever since I left the house, you know, it's way different. But living under her roof, like Adela said, they want you to be a certain way, religiously, mentally, mm-hmm. everything. And like she said, when you're raising a child, it's different. You're not raising Diana or Adela, you know. It's this this person, this mindset has a different 
a view of life, opinion, and you just have to um, let them be open-minded, creative, and that's what I have in my notes. I I said a lot about mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what comes first and everything. Okay, how do you feel? Be open with me. And I just don't want, obviously, leave it to be, um, like, lost in the world without any, like, taking care because I think, I don't remember who told me this, but um, they become insecure if you're not there with them mentally. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that's very important because nowadays, this generation is crazy. And, you know, Levi's going to grow up, and sooner or later, he's going to go out in the world. And it's it's the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. I was a little, uh, I struggled a little bit, not mentally, but, like, with, like, social life, this, because I was so self-reserved, because my mom was like, no, you stay in the house, no parties, no this, but I wasn't really out there, you know, yeah. um, enjoying life, talking to other people, being open-minded and opinions, but, like Adela said, we were not raising ourselves, we are raising our own different child and yeah. it's, it's way different yeah. yeah when I was growing up my mom um was more of the open communicator in our household and my dad because he worked so much and the way that he was raised he was very closed off he wasn't very connected to like me and all of my siblings so me and my sister me and my younger sister um Ashley who's been on the podcast before she actually we all had like a very open relationship where with my mom we were able to communicate a lot of things to my mom but we were unable to do that with my dad and for my children um me and aunt have always talked about having that open bubble with our kids so we want them to feel like they can express themselves at all time they can tell us absolutely anything and I'd rather them come to me with the truth and you know be open with me about absolutely anything when it comes to you know them possibly cheating on a test or running a red light or getting a speeding ticket or you know things like that or whatever the case may be I'd rather them be honest and lie to us um and even when it comes to like things like if they want to you know smoke or drink I'd rather them do it with us in the house right. rather was, than outside mm-hmm. with some strangers you know i agree with you 100 percent with the whole smoking and drinking i'm always in my mind i'm like okay when he grows up okay if you want to drink okay i gotta see how you are first mm-hmm. get drunk here in my house we could drink together you want to smoke bring some people over okay but i want you to stay safe in my own eyes yeah. obviously later on if you want to go out with your friends you know what you're doing you know what is wrong from right and I'm always here. I'll mm. call away, I'll drive away, but you just got to know. Because at some point, you're going to leave the house. You're going to be on your own. Mm-hmm. I gave you my advice, and you're on your own. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. So it's, like, it's just about teaching them right from wrong. And then whatever they take, they take. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they are their own person and can make their own decisions. Period. And that's what I feel like our generation is willing to do. And our parents weren't willing to let us be ourselves. Period. And mm-hmm. learn our own lessons the hard way. Exactly, yeah. I've seen a lot of videos on, like, Instagram or TikTok about, like, gentle parenting, which is something that I definitely want to implement. Um, And me and Aunt have talked about continuously about implementing into the lives of our children when we have them. And I've seen them do kind of, like, the work that you used to do with kids, where you would help them walk through their emotions. I love that so much. I can't wait to do that, Mm -hmm. to sit there with my child. And although they can't communicate with words, the frustration, I want to sit there for however long that it takes and tell them it is okay and walk them through it. And I want to be that parent because I wish I would have had that because I didn't. And I would love to do that for my kids. And I know that I'm going to. That's, That's a lot. I experienced that a lot even with the kids with autism that I worked with. 
that everybody kind of just put their emotions and their feelings aside because they're autistic, right? So there's something defective. There's something wrong. That's just what everybody thinks, which isn't true. Like, these kids still have feelings. They still have emotions, and they still need to be walked through them. Right. Like, a kid would have a tantrum, and instead of me being like, no, you need to sit down, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, I, you're upset. I hear you. I feel you. I see you crying. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I know you're sad. Let's take a breath. No, let's take a moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they couldn't talk, but if they could talk, I'd be like, you know what? What was upsetting you? Let's start from the beginning. You know, how can we fix this? What can we do? Was it okay for you to hit that kid? No. Imagine, like, what would it feel like if somebody hit you? You know, like, just having those conversations with kids that their parents feel like they they shouldn't. Right. They shouldn't for yeah. some it's reason. because different approach yeah. than it was before with us growing yeah. up because it's way different now. But, yeah, just like that. It's so nice. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've definitely learned from watching gentle parenting videos and like advice when it comes to like gentle parenting is that you have to have patience. And that's something that I feel like the generation before ours mm-hmm. and our parents did not have um, is like patience. Like they just wanted to have a quick resolution yeah. and it didn't matter whether it was a bad or a good outcome. You know, they would make whatever work. Right. But you have to have patience. And I think our gen- generation with our children to come, we will have patience because we understand that we need to provide them with the same mental health assistance that we currently have now. Exactly. Yeah, like Diana said, like mental health, that's it. Like just that yeah. word being implemented into our children is just huge and it's going to make such a difference mm-hmm. in, our, in the coming yeah. generation. It's just let them be free uh, to the most extent because yeah. it's what makes them happy in us. Exactly. And that's what will lead to a good relationship between you guys, which mm-hmm. is always important. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at girlsnightpodcast underscore and on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast. What are some things, some traditions and stuff from your Hispanic household that you will be sharing with your child? Spanish-wise, like Hispanic, there's not much. But obviously, I want my son to be bilingual. I want him to keep the language Spanish move on. Because Jeter, Mm -hmm. uh, he's slowly learning because I talk to Levi mostly Spanish all the time. Mm -hmm. I call him mi amor, no, eso no se toca, or certain stuff, small ones, right? And I want him to learn English and Spanish. And obviously, later on, he wants to learn other languages. That's him. That's great. But obviously, I want him to be bilingual. I think it's a huge plus, and it benefits us as Hispanic. And it's just something we have to be proud of. I am yeah. very proud to be Latina, obviously. And, <laughs> and it's always something you want to carry around with you, you know. I have this accent, and I know I have it, and I just love it. And I want Levi to, yeah, I know Spanish, and I want him to show it off. And it's very, uh, it's very good, obviously, too, when you go out to work at your workplace, being bilingual. It's a huge plus. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the second language of Spanish is something I want to pass down with him. Yeah, I love that. In our uh, previous episode, our Growing Up Hispanic episode, we talked with Ashley about um, passing down speaking Spanish um, and how, like, a lot of Hispanic households want to keep that tradition alive, you know, Um, keeping the language within the household, you know. And I think it's so important. And for me and for Anthony, uh, for our children, I cannot wait for them to know English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Oh, so, period. Right? I love that. I'm still learning Portuguese now. Um, 
just so that I can get more familiar with it. So I can't wait to pass down uh, teaching them Spanish and Portuguese and English. I, I just can't wait for them to be trilingual. It's That's just so like cool. a add-on to a character trait. They're like, oh yeah, I know yeah. this language too. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're so cool, oh my gosh. It's just so off. It is really cool. Um, a second thing I would like to pass on is dancing. I love Ooh. dancing. So Jeter barely dances. So he's getting there, he's learning. But I want Levi to get out there and be free with the culture, with the dancing, the dressing up. Obviously, dishes, I'm Salvadorian, so I love my pupusas, mm -hmm. you know, salsa al curtido horchata, um, tacos, everything. So I wanted to get familiar, not obviously, obviously just like hot dogs, macaroni, cheese, chicken tenders. No, we, we have to spice it up. We need some like pupusas <laughs> and everything. Um, thank God I know how to cook all that, which is good. And same on Jeter's side. He's Colombian Dominican, so I still got to learn how to cook some, some stuff because his mm. mom doesn't cook. Yeah. So it's like kind of hard to like get in, but I love watching cooking videos and tech talks. My for you page is all about it, but <laughs> so cute. yeah, it's my carry on is to pass on a lot of the cooking, dancing, and you know the Spanish, and just yeah. I've been learning to make uh, Portuguese dishes and a lot of like Dominican tradition dishes that like my mom makes. Um, so that we could pass it down for our kids because I don't want them to eat just french fries and chicken nuggets like I did my entire childhood. Oh my. <laughs> well, I can't say that I did. I always ate like Hispanic traditional food. My mom always cooked at home. There yeah. was like, it was like going out to McDonald's. It was like a treat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Honestly, I love that because I feel like one, it was healthier. Mm -hmm. And two, like it was just part of the culture. And I love that I was raised that way. Did you yeah. get in all that cooking ideas? Do you know how to cook? I do. I know how to make That's like tortillas good. and pupusas. Yeah, I was gonna say she turned. She's the one that taught me how to make pupusas. Period. I don't know how to make tamales. No, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> or no, I know how to do sopas, um, pupusas, like certain um, flautas. Um, yeah, certain stuff like that. I, yeah. I know how to do it. Do you like frijoles? Yeah, I honestly don't like cooking that much. Like I, I don't cook I those can, that much. I but can do, I can cook. Mm -hmm. I just prefer not to if I don't have to. Right, so, same. Jeter yeah. doesn't like beans at all, but I obviously passing it down to Levi. So I put it in his sitting chair and he eats it with his hand. But oh. he has to like frijoles <laughs> because, like my mom said, da una vitamina tan buena. So mm -hmm. why not? Yeah, <laughs> they even make like uh, sopa de frijoles. Yeah, those are good too with tortilla y queso. Yeah. So. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Another tradition that I can't wait to pass down, and it's actually two more traditions that I can't wait to pass down. One is having big family parties and barbecues. Mm. So my family, we used to do that when I was like really, really young. We used to have a lot of like parties, like baby showers and like things like that. But we stopped doing that after a while um, and we like lost touch and everybody kind of like went their own, you know, everybody became distant and went their own separate way. But I can't wait for when we have kids for me to be able to do that and throw, like, all the obnoxious fucking loud-ass parties. Yeah. I can't wait to do that and have drinking, just... Dancing, yeah, so drinking, little. dancing. Like, my baby's first birthday is going to have just hella liquor for all the adults. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then the second tradition that me and Aunt have actually talked about, and it's actually in our, like, little cute book over there. 
um, is that when we have our babies every year, me and aunt, we go to the sunflower field, which is like something that we did since we started dating. And we want to take our kids every year, at least once or twice a year That's to so go pick cute. out flowers. That's so cute. That's a cute tradition. That's right. really nice. I always tell like, I'll go on back to the whole like throwing parties thing. Like mm-hmm. our family did the same thing. Like we got distant, you know, like you, I feel like as you get older, you get more distant from your family. Same. And I'm like, I can't wait for us to have our own little family and our own little traditions and our own little parties and our own Christmas and our own Thanksgiving and like forget everybody else everybody that doesn't want to be in our lives anymore can just leave if that's what you choose to do (laughs) but like I'm so excited for us to start our family and our traditions like that's so exciting to be able to start over yeah Mm -hmm. I thought of another tradition I know Jeter's side they do uh secret Santa with the whole family Mm -hmm. so I need to talk about him with that we should pass that on I think it's a cute idea especially on your side because like you said as you get older you become distance with your family on my Mm -hmm. side it has always been distance there's people in New York there's people in Costa Rica they're they're all everywhere But on Jeter's side, they're all crumpled up either in Virginia or here. But I've been to Virginia recently. They're all there. And they have a lot of cute traditions. They're very nice ones. So I think we're going to go more on his side than on mine. Yeah. But yeah, Secret Santa is one of them. Oh, I love that. So what are some of your beliefs or traditions or ideologies that you guys are going to be passing down to your children? Let us know on Instagram or TikTok or wherever you want to comment on whenever you, wherever, you know, just let us know. Yes. And don't forget about our I Hear You Corner on Instagram. So you guys can DM us with any questions or any topics or anything that you need advice on. And please let us know if you'd like us to uh, talk about it on the podcast or if you'd like us to publish it on Instagram. Alrighty, girlies, thanks for tuning in. Like we said, don't forget to comment on Instagram at Girls Night Podcast or comment on our TikTok at Girls Night Podcast. And we'll see you, girlies, next Thursday for the next Girls Girls Night. Night. And a big thank you again to Diana for joining us today. Bye, I loved it. (laughs) Girls Night.